0: Woo, you look good. <laughs> you look good. Imagine for a moment what it was like in heaven when Jesus returned. The anticipation of the angels waiting to hear the stories from Jesus. I, I would imagine that Gabriel was probably the spokesperson to interview Jesus. It might have gone something like this. Well, Jesus, how did it go? Great, excellent. Well, Jesus, did they make you king? No. Did they make you a prince? No. Did they worship you? Well, most of them didn't. Well, what happened? And Jesus said, they crucified me. And then they worshiped you, right, Jesus? No. Gabriel's getting a little bit frustrated now, so he says, so, so what happened? How did it go great? You, you must have gotten a million followers to, to keep up your work. No. A um, hundred thousand? No. A thousand? No. Now he's really frustrated. Well, Jesus, how many about 120. 120? Yeah, 120. Jesus, Jesus, 120? What, what, what if they fail? Well, I don't have any other plan, said Jesus. Well, what if they fail? And Jesus said, they won't. I'm not worried, Gabriel. I know them by name. They are mine. And they will not fail. We are the consequences of the success of all the saints that have gone before us. We are the result of the 120 that Jesus left behind when he ascended into heaven. We, are, we stand upon the shoulders of our mothers and fathers in faith. And really to some extent that's what this All Saints Sunday is about. It's about standing on the shoulders of all those who have gone before us. All those that lead back to that 120 that Jesus left behind. So friends, as we begin our journey of finding our place in the church, what I'd like to do to focus on this morning is is the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave to those first followers that through them and through the presence of Jesus with us is given to us given to us. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our Redeemer. Lord, may these words be your words, and for all that I don't speak this day, O God, may you fill in the gaps that your word will be proclaimed, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The book of Acts stands as a, a bridge between the Gospels and the early writings of the apostles. And the, the, the book sheds light on the early days of the church. It starts with the, the gathering of that small group of disciples, uh, the, 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 the increase of that gathering to about 120. Jesus commissioned to them and his ascension into heaven. The commission is not unlike the commission that we read at the end of Mark, at the end of Matthew, at the end of Luke. are different words, but it's the same commission that we have work to do. It goes like this in verse 8. "'You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth.'" Now, the purpose of Acts is often debated. There are a few opinions about it. The first opinion is that Luke was defen- was uh, putting together the book of Acts as a defense for Paul and his trial. Because if you look at the book of Acts, the emphasis is upon uh, the conflict with the Jewish community, and it kind of takes the emphasis off of a, off of a conflict with the Romans so that maybe Paul could have a better uh, argument before the Roman authorities. The second is that the book was written in order to bring unity between the Jewish communities and the Gentile communities, and we have their quotes from the leaders as they are reaching out to one another and softening the rules of the of of of, of, of Judaism to the and to emphasize the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the story of the early days of the church. I believe the thesis, though it may have been written for those purposes, but I believe the primary thesis of the book of, of, of Acts is found in verses 7 and 8. There he gives us his thesis, and that thesis is driven home again and again and again. Verse there in uh, verse 7 it is not for you to know the times and periods that the father has set for his own authority but the disciples still don't understand they think that the kingdom of God is going to come on earth that there's going to be this, this national kingdom and Jesus is to some extent clarifying here and expanding what the kingdom of God is that it's not of this earth but also of, of all of God's creation including heaven And then he says that the timing is in God's hands under God's authority. And this is where we find direction. The Greek word exousa, which is translated authority, is literally delegated authority. And Jesus, and we see this word in Matthew particularly, as Jesus gives authority to the disciples in chapter 10 to cast out demons and to heal the sick. In chapter 28, after his resurrection, he told them that the authority that was given to him is now given to them. And when they're asked about the resurrection there in Acts, he uses the word Exusa, the Father's authority. Now, here's the good part. The way this sentence is structured, it implies that the authority of the Father will be delegated to all of the followers of Jesus that are to come. All. We have authority. And, but we also have more. Verse 8 expands. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, not only will will the followers of Jesus receive an an authority, this delegated supernatural authority, but there will be power along with it. The Greek word dynamon, translated power from the root word dynamis, is the word from which we get dynamite. And and so we just assume, well, you know, it's explosive power that's given to us. It's some kind of extreme power. It is power through God's ability. It is power under the control of God. It's one thing to have strength and power. It is another to have supernatural, Holy Spirit-driven strength and power to do God's work. In finding our place, in finding our place, this is what we have. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then he says, you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus insists that not only is there um, not an earthly kingdom that's coming, but the power of the Holy Spirit is coming. That is what is coming. That the power of the Holy Spirit is to be poured upon them and then he shifts from this power to the mission. Hear this. The mission of the followers of Jesus Christ to be witnesses. To be witnesses. And there's a purpose to the, wor- to the places. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's like saying Carrollton, DFW the nation and the world that's like saying those who look like us and sound like us to that we know to those that look like us and sound like us that we don't know to those that don't look like us and sound like us to those of other cultures and other languages like in Cambodia Our primary mission is to be witnesses. The Greek word martyr is the word from which we get our word. The Greek word martis is the Greek word that we get martyr, to die for a cause. But in Greek, it means a whole lot more than that. It does mean to give up one's life, but it means more. To give up one's life for the truth and a cause. And and the Greek word martis, which is the root, doesn't literally mean to give up this physical body, but all that we consider life. It is is to change direction because of the truth. To take on another cause, to take on another another direction. Now, I, I want to... I want to admit here that, you know, for, for a new Christian, for a developing Christian, for someone that's been a Christian a long time, sometimes this is hard to hear. Right? You're, you're asking me to give it up? Are you serious? I kind of like my life, I like it the way it is. What does it mean to give up my life as a witness for Jesus? Few of us, if if any of us, ever really achieve the full devotion of what Jesus is talking about. But as we find our place in the church, as we grow in our faith, we get closer and closer. It's a lifelong process. And and, and as such, there are are sometimes where we find our place here or there or here as God needs us. Our goal is to worship, to pray, study the scriptures, scriptures, join with other Christians, and grow in the place that God has called us to be. So what does all this have to do with finding our place? What does it have to do with finding our place? Well, as developing followers of Jesus Christ, We have one mission, to be witnesses. And God provides the ability and the power to fulfill this mission through the Holy Spirit. And and our job is to to follow the lead of our God in the abilities that he's given to us. And and some of us are given the ability to make coffee. Okay? Okay? and and if we're making coffee in order to enhance the witnessing power of the church which fellowship is we're a part of that witness yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who said that mark all right mark mark makes our coffee And I just lost my place (laughs) I really did Thank you Mark Mark would you come up here and finish the sermon for me That would be just great You you know if you could do that for me The point is we start at different places in our witness We start at different places And God provides the ability and, and, And in these different places There's some places that are very visible Some places that are not visible at all some places are hard and some places are easy. Some places are like walking through a dark valley while others are like standing on a mountaintop knowing that this is what God has called me to do. But it starts in faith. And the assurance that the power of the, and the authority of the Holy Spirit is with us. And it's okay if you have questions. Joni Erickson, who is is a Christian, who is quadriplegic and has spent her life as a quadriplegic, preaching the name of Jesus. In a devotional, she said this, and Joni Erickson can doubt, I think it said something to all of us, when it comes to the Christian life, the stakes are high. Things like heaven, hell, and eternal reward. You and I only get one chance on earth to live a pleasing life to our master, no starting over, no reincarnation. We've been given life and breath to prove our faith and demonstrate what we believe. It is why I sometimes wake up at night wondering Am I doing this thing called the Christian life right? Am I making the mo- most of the moments God gives me? There will always be questions and doubts. Our job is to have faith. the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit and to show up, to show up, to show up because we don't know how God is going to use us until we show up. We need each other. We belong together. We were not made to live in individual faith. We were made to believe in community. We belong together. And we belong with God through the Holy Spirit. We are not alone. And so this morning I pray that God may pour out his grace on us to make us strong. I pray that we may experience a fresh outpouring of his Holy Spirit in our day. I pray that we may become extraordinary people living extraordinary lives that, may, that God may grant us power even in these uncertain days and that God will use the people of First Methodist Church Carrollton to fill every neighborhood with the good news of God's love. Amen? Amen. The story is told about a city slicker that, Bought him a place up in the mountains, and he, had a, he wanted to cut some wood. And so he went to this logger and says, I, I need something to cut, cut. And so the guy said, well, I've got this chainsaw I'll sell you. And he says, well, you know, uh, how many trees can I cut down? Oh, man, you can cut down 50 trees in a day. The guy said, wow, that's cool. So he bought the chainsaw. A week later, he brought it back, and he said, something's wrong with this thing. He said, the most I can cut down in a day is maybe three. And the logger said, there's nothing wrong with this chainsaw. And he took it and he pulled the cord. And the guy said, what's that noise? You know, we laugh, but how many of us have had the same experience when it comes to the Christian life? We go, why is this so hard? By the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit, we can do all things. The Spirit is our life source for doing His work. And finding our place... And we're going to talk about the places that we can find in the weeks to come. But finding our place begins by recognizing and accepting the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord. For he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We are not alone friends, we are God's people.